I'm Trevor, and this is my Iron Maiden podcast. Aye. I'm afraid Wayne isn't well this week, so I'm hosting it. What? I'm covering Children of the Dam this week, so I'll be looking at the best songs with children in the title. What's, what's going on? Ten words that rhyme with damned. Mm. And Steve Harris's use of alliteration and other poetic tricks. No! No! Oh, thank goodness it was a dream. Hello, I'm Wayne, and this is my Iron Maiden podcast. As you know, I'm now on the number of the Beast album, which is series two, and I'm going to cover track two today, and that's called Children of the Damned. On the previous show, I covered Invaders, and it was a good start to the series. I had a message from Sporkford, who said that uh, Invaders is his favourite song on the number of the Beast album, so this is quite a surprise, but everyone's got different favourites, haven't they? I've also had a tweet from a new fan or follower, and his name is Cristiano Matos, and I hope I've pronounced his name right, because he's from Brazil, and he says, Hi Wayne, I just discovered your podcast. It's brilliant. I'm from Brazil, and I'm using it to practice my English listening. So this is very interesting, because it seems that he's also using the podcast to learn the language of English. And someone called Baz Forrest replied to this and said, a South American Birmingham accent, this I gotta hear. And that's a very good point, because thanks to this show, there might be a community in Brazil that speaks like me and Trevor. That's a very exciting thought. It also makes me think about a career development after the podcast. You may recall from my jigsaw commentary that some people suggested that I do that as a podcast instead, just soothingly talk about doing jigsaws, linking in with ASMR. Now, there's the option to do some language podcasts where you can learn about English. So I might look at this, or or maybe release some CDs or tapes like they used to do in the old days. I feel quite justified that I've occasionally referred to the dictionary in some of my podcasts to explain words, and this can help people who perhaps don't understand English as much. He also says... Can I say hello to Brazil on my podcast? So I'm going to say hello to Brazil. Although, in Brazil, they say hola, which is like cola without the C. I've also had a few people commenting on the Wrathchild episode, so not everyone's up to date, so please bear with these people while they catch up with us. Anyway, my uh, Wrathchild dance got some love this week, and this is from a, a month or two back now. So if you haven't heard the Wrathchild episode, maybe go and listen to it, where I explain the dance that me and Trevor did at the school disco. In fact, there's a video of it online, of me doing it in the back garden. I've had a tweet from Major Digby Dawlish, who says that he really hopes this catches on, and he means the dance. He mentions that mosh pits and walls of death are so de rigueur these days, and de rigueur is French for de rigueur. He says, what a sight to behold if we all did this during the said song. So once again, I make a plea to all Iron Maiden fans. So if you go and see them live again and they perform Wrathchild, do this dance. Even if the people around you don't know it, they'll see you doing it and they'll all want to join in and then it will spread around the arena and the band will be amazed. Moving on then to Children of the Damned, 
which is the song featured in this week's show. Straight away, you'll notice that it's quite a slow song with an acoustic introduction leading into some heavier choruses. This might sound familiar as it's quite a similar structure to Remember Tomorrow, which I covered on episode two. Children of the Damned is a very strong song, one of the best on the album and probably a fan favorite of all time. I found it very interesting that Remember Tomorrow was also track two on an album, the debut album. And we've also seen Wrathchild was track two on the Killers album. So I wondered if there was a consistency across the albums and that track two was always one of the best. Looking forward into the future, I can see that we've got Revelations, Two Minutes to Midnight, Wasted Years and Infinite Dreams. They're all track two on the next four albums. So there's seven great songs straight away. And that's, that's very exciting. And, and I thought I'd found some sort of trend here, some new theory about the band and the sequencing of their albums. When I did a bit more research and looked at the other songs in other positions across the albums of the 1980s, I felt that track one was the next strongest, with maybe the Ides of March being a bit lesser in that it's short, but still good, and Invaders, again, not being a classic. But if you look at Aces High, Moonchild, Prowler, Caught Somewhere in Time, Where Eagles Dare, they're all classic songs. So I think it's interesting that the band sets out to start the albums on a positive note, Track 1, great, but then track 2, even better. So it's a quick 1-2 sucker punch, drawing you into the album. In the 1990s, this changed a bit, because the way people listened to music was slightly different, and bands or artists would often put the singles near the beginning, just so that there was a bit of familiarity. This was disappointing, and on all the albums of the 1990s, Iron Maiden's track 2 were singles. Holy Smoke which was all right. But then, on the Fear of the Dark album, we've got From Here to Eternity, and this is where I get annoyed, and, and I believe that my theory starts to lose a bit of momentum. On From Here to Eternity, it sounds like Bruce has been flying the plane for long enough, and he's given up, so he decides to give the job to Bon Jovi. So they go and try and fly the plane, but even they get bored and put it on autopilot. That's how From Here to Eternity sounds to me disappointing, not good enough. So I stopped looking at number twos then. I feel that if people want a discussion on number twos, there are different podcasts for that. Children of the Damned, if you haven't heard it for a while, you probably think is a strong song, but maybe not your favourite. But I'd invite you to go back and listen to it, because I think you'll be surprised at the fact that it's better than you remembered. It's only four and a half minutes long, but when you hear it, it feels like there's a lot more to it than that. It feels like it should be longer. And they just pack everything in perfectly. A bit like Wrathchild, where there's no wasted time. There's, there's no sort of dithering about between sections. Everything is just perfect. As I said, it starts off quite delicately, with an acoustic guitar and quite soft vocals. But as soon as he says, God knows he wants to go home, Bruce Dickinson's vocal changes in the style, and then it all kicks in. Later on, when he says the line, screaming in pain, he actually does scream while he says the word screaming. And this is a very impressive trick. And if you weren't sold on Bruce's vocals in Invaders, then you're going to be now. However, just like in Invaders, the chorus isn't very exciting. It just says Children of the Damned four times. Each one's slightly different, and it is very good. But again, it doesn't show as much creativity. And it goes back to my thoughts in Invaders, where they deliberately mentioned the song in the lyrics, just as a sort of a 
rejection of the previous albums where they didn't bother. I've had a message from Dennis Stratton this week. Hello Wayne, Dennis Stratton here. Thank you for asking my question to Paul Diano a few episodes ago. It was about Genghis Khan. I'm glad he answered. But in hindsight, I probably could have asked him something a bit more challenging. And I regret this a bit now. But there were some good questions from other people. And I learned a lot. The number of the beast now on your show? I'd moved on by that point. I did buy the record from the same shop. And I took it home this time. There was no protest. I'd got over it. When I heard it, I thought Bruce was great straight away. But the change in sound made it seem like I'd never been in the band, even though it was only about two years before. Children of the Damned, a great song. One of my favourites. A lot of drama in the song. Sometimes I listen to the song naked. Ooh, I must tell you, I've been on a date with Brenda. Remember that I mentioned her before? Well, we had our first date last week. We went for a walk down by the canal. It was a bit strange, what with being distanced and having to wear a mask. I think it went very well, and she was very trusting, given the circumstances. I thought she might have asked what was in the large holdall that I was carrying, but she didn't. It was only some supplies that I brought with me, just in case, but she didn't ask to see what was inside, so it was okay. She told me that you have to wear a mask when you go to the bingo. Crazy times, Wayne. We might have to wear them when we go to gigs, when they start up again. I don't think I like that idea. I'm a full sing-along, with no pleasure. A bit like the half-hearted karaoke party that I had on New Year's Eve in 1993. But, but I'd rather not talk about that now. Anyway, good to see you still producing shows. Hope to speak soon. Dennis. I didn't know this when I was a boy, but Children of the Damned is the title of a film from 1964. It's a science fiction film, perhaps even horror, about children with, with sort of special powers. I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel that I've got psychic powers. You may remember that I thought that Paul Diano could travel through time, and I, I gave some opinions about this. And then, a couple of weeks later, he appeared, and he told me that I was right. Sometimes I have dreams that come true. Although, lately I've been having some dreams that have been quite horrible, and that I hope don't come true. This isn't, this isn't relevant, of course, to children of the damned, because the examples I've just given have been me as an adult. But when I was a child, I made some odd claims that have actually since happened. When the French teacher asked what I wanted to be when I grew up, I said I wanted to be a disc jockey. Except I said this in French. I wanted to be on BRMB, which was a local radio station in Birmingham. The teacher laughed at this. But if I could meet them now, I would show them my podcast and say that I was right but that podcasts didn't exist in the 1990s. I tell them this in French, though, of course. Podcast in French is le podcast. I was delighted to hear from Adrian Smith recently. I thought he'd left because uh, some people got annoyed at his stories and that the structure wasn't right or he'd missed chapters out. But he's got back in touch. And here's another extract from his children's book. Hi, I'm Adrian Smith. Glad to be back with a new chapter from my forthcoming children's book. Uh, hope you like it. Chapter 8. Those Damned Children. Those damned children, said Officer Riggs, as he watched the boys walk away from the village police station. They kept coming in and asking him awkward questions. He never expected to have a case like this. Two missing boys, 
with no clues and no explanation. He thought being a policeman would be fun, with days spent doodling pictures in his notebook and nights spent cycling through lamppost-lit streets, laughing and pretending to look important. Now he had the friends of Adrian and Dennis visiting him daily and asking him for updates, and God knows he wanted to go home. It had been Bruce and Steve who had visited the constable. Nico was being kept indoors by his parents, and Dave was too tearful. They were all feeling very sad. They missed their chum Adrian. Recently, it was Bruce's birthday, and he had invited all his friends, but it was upsetting to have an empty chair where Adrian would have usually sat, whooping with joy at all the jelly and ice cream. Bruce had invited another boy to the party, called Yannick, as a replacement for Adrian, but it wasn't the same without him. When will we hear some news? asked Steve angrily. Bruce shrugged. He didn't want to answer, in case tears came to his eyes. They had been round to speak to Adrian's father, but he wouldn't let them look round Adrian's room for clues. That's for Officer Riggs to do, he had said sternly. Perhaps you should go and talk to old Mrs. Stratton, said Bruce. I'm not so sure, said Steve. He thought this was a good idea, but he wasn't sure about old Mrs. Stratton. He had actually forgotten that Dennis was missing. I'll toss a coin, said Bruce. If it's heads, we'll go and speak to old Mrs. Stratton. If it's tails, we'll go to the ice cream parlour for a jolly spiffing time. As the coin spiralled into the air, a voice came into Steve's head. Do you feel lucky or do you feel scared? As Steve pictured a spoonful of raspberry ripple ice cream, the coin landed. It was heads. I feel the lyrics are very strong again. We had some quite graphic content in Invaders, didn't we? And uh, it's the same again here. There's lots of fire references. The word burn or burning shows up quite a lot in these lyrics. And that relates to the film, I think. But that hot imagery gets a bit more serious and sinister. Burning his hands, smiles as the flame sears his flesh, melting his face, screaming in pain, peeling the skin from his eyes. That's quite a disturbing image. It reminds me of a scene at the end of a film called Raiders of the Lost Ark, where a man with glasses has his face melt, and it's quite horrible to watch, especially when you're a boy. I didn't finish my bowl of ricicles when that was on. Looking back, this was before CGI, so I don't know how they did it. I think they had stuntmen that would do those scenes. So somewhere, there's a stuntman with a, with a sort of messed up face as a result of this. But these are the commitments that these people make to make sure you get a good film. Right, I'm going to ring up Trevor now and uh, see what he's been up to. I've also got to have a chat with him about some allegations and accusations that have been made on the internet about him. Hi, Wayne. All right, Trevor, how are you doing? I'm all right, thanks. I've been enjoying the hot weather. I've been sat in my shed. I've got something exciting to show you soon. All right, you've been making something again? Yeah, I have, yeah. It's good. Oh, I'll look forward to that. Will it, will it be ready for the next episode? Yeah, I hope so. Good. Um, well, this week we're talking about Children of the Damned. What do you think about that song? I think it's a really good song. Um, slow and fast. Uh, I like the end section that um, changes in pace. And uh, I think uh, it's good. Well, I'm, I'm sort of glad you said that because um, I don't think that that's enough insight for some of our listeners. And I've had a bit of criticism lately, which you may have heard about, mainly from Uncle Steve. Yeah, I'm aware of that. I listen to his podcast. Oh, yeah? And what do you think about it? I think he's right. 
You think he's right? Yeah. I don't. I don't think they should be swearing on podcasts. I think he's got a good point. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. What, what about the bit about the poems? Oh, yeah. I don't agree with that. Okay. Well, if listeners aren't aware, uh, Uncle Steve, who does a, a rock podcast, sometimes Iron Maiden focus, has uh, basically said he feels that Trevor isn't up to it of being a co-host. He said that he's got a bit of an attitude. And he's actually become quite egotistical. Um, and he mentioned this in the poem that he wrote. Uh, I was quite impressed because it's quite a big word. However, Uncle Steve does occasionally say things that are quite controversial. In a recent tweet, when I mentioned about Innocent Exile being a song he could roll around in the mud to, he disputed this and said that he can't see that. I think this is quite disappointing. Um, perhaps there isn't any mud in Texas. But if, if that is the case then perhaps get a video of a pig rolling around in mud, turn the sound off and put Innocent Exile on in the background and you'll see it's a perfect match. But while Uncle Steve has been controversial, I do listen to feedback and uh, as I said, he said some strong things. So how do you respond to them? Well, he he did write a poem, didn't he? Where he said that he should be the new poet on, on Wayne's Iron Maiden podcast. And yeah, I had a listen, but... I felt that it was quite predictable. What do you mean? Well, when I do a poem, I try and make it so it makes you think and it, it's not it's not leading you anywhere obvious. If you imagine, like, Iron Maiden, they, they had the song Mother of Mercy, didn't they? And it says, I'm just a lonely soldier fighting in a hopeless war. Don't know what I'm fighting, what it is. And then it's obvious what the next section is or what I'm fighting for. I could see that coming a mile away. And it was the same with Uncle Steve's poem. It, it was it was too obvious. Okay, well, I, I actually thought it was a strong application. He, he did some good bits in it. Well, yeah, but he hasn't, he hasn't filled in the application form, has he? It, that's not the official method. You can't just do that. Well, I thought you'd approve of, of someone taking risks and doing something different from the norm. Yeah, maybe. Well, it's up to you, Wayne, isn't it? It's your podcast, but if you if you do that, then you won't find out what I've made in my shed. He also said that Trevor is Robin to Wayne's Batman. Now, I'm not sure how he found the photographs from the fancy dress party of 1996. And maybe someone's leaked them online. I think that happens when you become a successful podcast. Yeah, I'm not sure how he found that. I think he was maybe being symbolic and talking about our role and relationship. Yeah, maybe I've, I've overreacted. Uh, maybe it maybe hasn't seen those photographs. Okay, well, you've obviously heard his thoughts and comments, and uh, maybe that's inspired you to do a better poem than normal this week. Yeah, Children of the Damned. Um, I'm not going to put any beats to it this week. I'll maybe leave that for next time. I feel like I'm just going to leave it with no background to give it more impact. Okay, good. Uh, let's hear it then. Children go to bed and dream. Of simple things like chips and beans. The images aren't all they seem. Damned if I know what it means. Okay, well, uh, I, I can only sympathise with Uncle Steve here because that what you just said there, I, I don't understand how that's good or even a poem. I mean, I know the, the bits rhyme, but it just it's just nonsense, isn't it? Well, if you think it's nonsense, then that's your opinion. I mean, some poets like Edward Lear um, and, and maybe even Lewis Carroll, 
they they sort of used nonsense to portray realistic thoughts. But what's it got to do with Children of the Damned? Or I mean, you've used some of the words in it. Yeah, I have. In fact, if you were to look at it written down, the first word of every line spells out Children of the Damned, and that's called an acrostic poem. A cross-stitch poem? No, a cross-stick. Oh, OK. Well, despite my thoughts, um, obviously you're here for next week because you've intrigued me about what you've been making in the shed. So um, hopefully you'll have some on The Prisoner and uh, we can enjoy it next week. OK, thanks, Wayne. Bye. OK, you can follow me at Wayne Maiden on Twitter. You can also find me on other places on social media. Just search for Wayne's Iron Maiden podcast and get in touch that way. You may remember Brucey Babe has been in touch a few times and uh, it looks like I've made a mistake because I've referred to her as, as a she when in fact it's a man. Um, so he did have uh, a lady's face as his profile picture and he also, well, I don't know, having the name Babe and I just assumed it was a she, so I do apologise. And um, I think he sent in... That's right, he sent in a list, didn't he, of his top three invaders and said he was going to do a top three prisoners. So hopefully my mistake hasn't put him off uh, and I haven't lost another listener. Anyway, Children of the Damned, a very strong song and uh, we're keeping up the uh, momentum with The Prisoner next week, which is another good song. So find out what I make of that and uh, I'll see you next week. And uh, here's a bit from Children of the Damned. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.